Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Carriker and Smallman. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. The Blues Booth is brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors. Boardwalk has three convenient locations, Manchester, Crestwood, or St. Peter. Or visit online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, great to have you with us on 101 ESPN. The Minnesota Wild lead the NHL Central Division, and then the next five teams are separated by two points. The Winnipeg Jets, the Blues, the Predators, and the Colorado Avalanche and Dallas Stars. So you've got a lot of parity in the division. Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues, joining us now on 101 ESPN. The Blues are getting ready to start a four-game homestand tomorrow night with the Panthers in town. Kerbs, good morning. How are you doing? Randy, I'm awesome. How are you guys today? Everything's good, and I really don't see, I don't know how you view this, I don't see the parity that we see right now a quarter of the way through the season going away in the league or in this division. No, I really don't. And the thing of it is, Randy, is if you don't keep an eye on where things are going from the, uh, uh, if you don't keep an eye on where things are going kind of from the division standpoint, and a couple of fire trucks driving past me, oh. so sorry for the noise there. But no problem. The, I thought uh, maybe they were chasing you, Curves. to do. No, no, not chasing me. They're coming from the front. <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, the the funny thing about this is now you really have to look at the Pacific Division, too, because with the start that Calgary has had and with what Anaheim is doing, right, and, and kind of a little bit of little bit of an upside-down, a little bit of an upside-down aspect to that, uh, to that Pacific Division, if you're not if you're not in the top three right now in your own division, you're not putting the wild card positions in play with those other teams. Which th- th- this leads to some of the craziness of the NHL. Randy, you remember the days? I'm sure you do too, Michelle. Right, where when somebody used the phrase, "Oh, everybody gets in the playoffs and the regular season doesn't matter in the NHL," right? And and you could actually justify that statement. Now, now you can't. I mean, and it's been this way for over a decade now, but. The part of the grind of the NHL season is the mental grind where you feel like every single game is a must-win, get-in-or-get-out kind of playoff scenario here because the standings are so tight. When I talk to players, they talk as much about the mental grind of a season now as they do the physical grind. Well, and Curbs, adding to that mental grind is when so many of your key players or players in general are either injured or going on the COVID list. I can't believe the Blues are even tied for second in the Central given the amount of players that they've had missing in action at at different points this season. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, get your pencil ready for this one. I I woke up this morning and got curious. Yeah, and it was so I woke up with too much time on my hands, basically. (laughs) But I I went back through my scorebook, all right, And, and this... These, these, numbers, these numbers show you exactly where the Blues are, and they kind of give you a calming factor here. All right? In 22 of the 24 games that the Blues have played, 
they have had the lead or been tied in the third period. Wow. Okay, and in the two games that they weren't, they entered the third period down by one. Huh. All right? Okay, now here's another one for you. Okay? In the final ten minutes of the third period, in only two games of the 12 games that the Blues have lost, right, the four in overtime and the, and the, the eight in regulation, right, in only two games in a loss have the Blues not been tied or within one goal in the final ten minutes of the third period. And in seven of those 12 games, they were tied in the final 12 minutes of the third period. So basically that's a, that's a numerical way of saying this team has been in every single game this year, right? I mean, it, it's, it's been crazy. It's, it's, it's absolutely nuts kind of the way it's gone. The most they've been down, you know, going into almost the halfway point of a third period in any game has been two. And so, and, and that's to Michelle's point, that, that's without some key guys pretty much every single game since the start of the season except for the one game in Detroit when they finally got Oscar Sundquist back. So this team's been in there, and it, may, it begs the question then, what's going on in the third period? And so the first thing, sometimes when games get away from you in the third period, they don't go your way, you look at fitness. I, I don't believe that fitness is a problem for this team whatsoever. Uh, it, it leads me to think that, look, you've got a team now where from an offensive standpoint, you're relying on some younger guys. You, you, you definitely need some younger guys to step up defensively, whether that was Jake Wallman, whether that's Nico Mikola right now, okay, whether that's Scott Perunovic. Okay, so you've got, you've got some key guys when you're talking about even Thomas and Cairo and those defensemen I mentioned, right, or you've relied now for 10 games on Dakota Joshua, you know, or Logan Brown's now been in for three or four games. That's the learning curve of how do you win some games late and lock it down, and that has been, I guess, the – the challenge for the Blues, but it shows you, Randy that and, and Michelle, that they have been right there in every single game. Curbs, another aspect to this is goaltending, because when you're paying a goalie big money, you expect him to steal games in the last 10 minutes of games, right? Regardless of who is to blame, you expect the goalie more times than not to make the save to save the game for you. You know, it, it's a fair point here, and th- this has been a bit of an enigma season because for example, you look at the, the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, and that, that the Blues lost in regulation down in Tampa. And, and you've got Billy Husso playing a terrific game, right, and then gets beat by a slap shot that he sees coming the whole way, right? Uh, I mean, so to me, those are, the, those are the scenarios that do make you question, that do challenge you a little bit because while I think you've gotten really good goaltending for the most part throughout this season – there have been those hiccups at the key moments that I would—I shouldn't say have cost you a game, but have impacted the game. And so, yep, I, I don't think you can look at that scenario and say that uh, the goaltending isn't without you know some level of of culpability on this too. You know, but the goaltending—and here's the thing, Randy. I mean, that's the goaltending hasn't been bad enough. Where you're going, oh man, they got a problem in net. That's not the issue here. Uh, but the goaltending kind of like some of the team play in the third period has been just not good enough to seal the deal at times. Yeah, I could see and I could hear Craig Berube using the old Bill Parcells line that we use on this show a lot. Don't tell me about the labor. Just show me the baby. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a, dude, <laughs> uh, 
Okay, I'm going to use that. Uh, I'm going to use that. Um, yeah, listen, this is this is what's so great about this head coach, and you guys know this. Like he just doesn't mince words. No, you know, I asked him. I asked him before before uh, Logan Brown's first game, right? I. I I gotta quit saying the word right. Panger and I were talking about that. That's my crutch word. So anytime I do that, some I, I gotta I gotta make a donation or something like that to uh, the Big Brothers or something. But they, um, I asked I asked him about Logan Brown, and he said, "Look, he's a big guy. He's got good hands. He's got skill. We just need him to play within his strength, use his body, and then hold the puck in the zone and make the plays when they're there." I mean, that's about it. Like. If you think about it, it's 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 coloring, it's painting by numbers, isn't it? I mean, that's but but it but it's so true and accurate. And what has Logan Brown done? He's come in here in three games, albeit the first couple games two somewhat limited minutes. But in that last game, he and Dakota Joshua were the best two forwards with Ivan Barbashev yeah. through the first period. All right, so oh, I almost did it then there again too. <laughs> so the, the the fun part, you know, the the fun part is this guy. He's just very direct. So he has said to us at times, look, every now and then it wouldn't hurt us to get an extra save here and there. I mean, that's putting it on the goaltenders too. So um, I'll, I'll tell you, like, it's, you're kind of encouraged though, aren't you? I mean, you're in every single game right now. Yeah. And this is against some of the top teams in the league. So you figure, okay, if you can, and I mean, you still have to do it. If you can figure out that part of the third period, this, this team could be one of the hardest teams to beat in the league. No doubt. They, they have a chance to be really good. And once they're, Michelle and I talked about it earlier, once they're together, they'll be fun. Curbs, I will be at the rink tomorrow. I'm actually filling in for Alex on Saturday. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take in the entire pregame experience tomorrow. So I will see you at the rink tomorrow night. Uh, I can't wait to see you guys. And uh, this will be a fun, another fun week of hockey, without a doubt. That's going to be great. Four-game homestand starting tomorrow night against Florida. Six o'clock pregame here on 101 ESPN. Curbs, have a great day. All right, you too. You and Michelle have an awesome week.